Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.com. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.com. Hey, greetings, everybody. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and welcome to Parents' Rights Now. Today, August 17th, is a big day for Oregon Parents' Rights in Education. We just opened a bank account officially establishing a pre, that's P-R-I-E, PAC. We love our pre-PAC. This is a political action committee. And what it means is that we can endorse candidates and work to get them elected. We can also hire a lobbyist to monitor legislation in our capital and collect signatures to change law. In order to do that, we have to raise funds that go directly into the PAC. Contributions qualify for the annual $50 per person tax credit in the state of Oregon. These issues we are advocating are political, and although our current educational efforts will continue, we needed the additional option to effect change through political means. Our online link for PAC contributions will be ready soon, and a formal announcement is forthcoming. This is part two of Comprehensive Sexuality Education. CSE is not sex ed. And we're also going to talk about the Washington State Initiative 1109. Contrary to public belief, those who oppose comprehensive sexuality education are not against sex ed. Typical accusations include uh, cultural ignorance and uncaring attitudes about premarital pregnancy, which is utterly and completely false. Parents today want their children to be knowledgeable about their developing bodies and understand the risks associated with sexual relations at an early age with multiple partners, including pregnancy, HIV, and SDI prevention. Although CSE curriculums address these issues, the underlying premise and actual curriculum focus is of our greatest concern. Parents' Rights in Education is concerned about the disproportionate focus on sexual relations in public schools beginning in kindergarten, designed to change traditional sexual and gender norms of society Controversial behaviors are taught to minors, including details of anal and oral sex, mutual masturbation, and gender options. Even in light of known negative physical and emotional health outcomes for sexually active children and age of consent laws, 
Minors are told they have a right to have sex early and often. When I say early, I mean as young as 9 or 10. And that engaging in sexual behaviors should feel pleasurable. In other words, it's always about pleasure. You know, we all want to protect children from making dangerous choices, which can negatively impact their futures. However, often suggested state curriculum is not medically accurate and age-appropriate, as required by education standards. CSE curriculums leave parents devastated, and they do not want their children engaging at a young age, like the first graders who ran out to the playground to recess to find a girl whose private parts they could touch. We're very concerned about subjects taught to primary grade and middle school students introducing controversial behaviors, which may not be age-appropriate at all, said a Lake Oswego mom. CSE curriculums advocate, number one, sex is for pleasure. Number two, minors have a right to safe sexual pleasure. And number three, only the student decides when they are ready for sex. Number four, as long as it's consensual, all sexual activity is good. And lastly, number five, gender identity and gender fluidity are equal options to heterosexual sex. A website touted as a teacher's resource is called amaze, A-M-A-Z-E, dot org. Check it out. It offers multiple creative cartoons to introduce middle school students to the many gender and sexual orientation options to choose from. This is how they describe their work. Quote, Amaze harnesses the power of digital media to provide young adolescents around the globe with medically accurate, age-appropriate, affirming, and honest sex education they can access directly online, regardless of where they live or what school they attend. Amaze also strives to assist adults, parents, guardians, and educators, and healthcare providers around the globe to communicate effectively and honestly about sex and sexuality with the children and adolescents in their lives, unquote. That's all from the Amaze website. Watch all the videos and tell us if this is accurate. Making a Difference CSE curriculum used across the nation attempts to normalize explicit developmentally inappropriate sexual behaviors by making them equal to any expression or act of sexual feelings. So, for example, the Making a Difference lesson plan describes the phrase, I like you, as equal to expressing sexual feelings through anal, oral, and vaginal sex or masturbation. Gee, I never knew that. I didn't know if I said I like you to somebody, it was the same as having anal sex with them. Hmm. Uh, One outcome of teaching all behaviors are normal and equal is the practice of boys performing anal sex on their girlfriends as young as preteens, all with the expectation it's safe, perfectly normal, and healthy. You can find this document on our website 
I will provide the link in the show notes. A couple of weeks ago, I was contacted by a Washington State counterpart in Spokane, Leanna Ben, National Director of Teen Aid. Her primary focus for over 39 years has been development of 15 different life skills curriculums. These successful curriculums have been used by schools, not only in the United States, but internationally. As I mentioned in my last podcast, Part 1, Comprehensive Sexuality Education, the push to teach sex ed to public school students beginning in kindergarten began in the 40s with Alfred Kinsey. It was exciting to hear about Leanne's newest project, Initiative 1109. We are so proud of Washington citizens for going to the next level with political pushback. Initiative 1109 offers the opt-in requirement for all sexuality curriculums. Washington Parents' Rights in Education work very hard to collect signatures to help place Referendum 90 on the November ballot. They are now campaigning for its passage. Don't forget, check, to reject. You might ask, well, why Initiative 1109 is even needed. I mean, after all, we have Referendum 90. When Referendum 90 does pass, it will roll back the SB 5395, which mandated explicit comprehensive sex education in all districts. Parents and citizens are furious about the curriculum content promoted in that bill. Right now, Even before SB 5395, that content is controlled by the Superintendent of Public Instruction, or OSPI, not at the local district board level and definitely not by the parents. The curriculum choices OSPI offers to schools all have the same tone, information, and philosophical foundation. They are all inspired by Planned Parenthood. Initiative 1109 gives control back to the local school boards. Now, even if Referendum 90 passes, OSPI can easily change the standards and choices of curriculum. You ask, well, how can that be? It's because the Healthy Youth Act passed in 2007 forfeited local control by school boards to OSPI. Local school boards must have OSPI approval in accordance with their philosophy. Initiative 1109 also repeals the Healthy Youth Act. But parents need the final say, right? Parents concerned about the emotional and well-being of their children have been left out of this decision-making process. Many have strong values which are not respected by these standards. Parents want real equity in the process. Many are blindsided when they learn that their children have been taught ideologies and information they deem inappropriate. This is wrong and biased against these families. The policy opt-out puts parents on the defense Often, even with a request on file, students are exposed to assemblies, 
outside speakers and curriculum from which their parents have requested an exemption. The default has to be opt-out, giving parents choice and peace of mind knowing their children will not be exposed to medically inaccurate, unhealthy, and age-inappropriate teaching without their knowledge or consent. Opt-in protects the school and board members from unnecessary lawsuits if a student is mistakenly exposed to such curriculum. Actually, it's a win-win for both schools and parents. No school board wants a lawsuit. Now, Washington parents may opt out. They have that ability to opt out. In fact, that seems to be the default that most legislatures allow, and they figure, you know, that's the bone they just threw us. We, we're not happy. We don't want opt out. But with an Initiative 1109 requiring opt-in, parents will sign their child into the program. The default will be that they're already opted out unless they opt in. Initiative 1109 is a positive replacement for the comprehensive sex education schools are already teaching. Referendum 90 does not change those districts already teaching sex ed. The bottom line is this. Vote for Referendum 90 in November. Vote, check, to reject. That's check to reject and help collect signatures to get initiative 1109 on the November 2021 ballot. We need to do this between now and the end of November. We must turn in a minimum of 320,000 valid signatures. And that will require collecting at least 350000 because the state is going to throw out a significant number of that 350000 Now, it seems like a big hill to climb, but after collecting 266000 twice the number of signatures necessary to place Referendum 90 on the ballot, at the height of COVID, I know... We can do this. Order your petitions at www.commonsensesexed.com. That's commonsensesexed.com. The telephone number is 253-854-7075. That's 253 253- Eight five four seventy seventy five, and take a look at their Facebook page, Common Sense Sex Ed Dash Eleven O Nine. That's Common Sense Sex Ed Dash Eleven O Nine. Thanks for listening today. Here's a quick recap: Check to reject this November on Referendum 90 and help collect signatures to get Initiative 1109 on the November 2021 ballot.
Signature collection deadline is the end of this November. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information. And you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe Schools Summit. Featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.